Around 5.30 p.m. Wednesday night, a man fired gunshots inside of an Otay Mesa church's chicken. The man had just been at the restaurant when he was turned away for trying to buy food with a counterfeit $100 bill. Three people were wounded, one fatally. The suspect has not been apprehended. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Lindsay Winkley, you've been covering breaking news for the Union Tribune, and there was a shooting that occurred at a church's chicken late last night. Why don't you give us the details? Sure. So last night, well, it was yesterday evening at about 5.30 p.m., uh, witnesses tell us that a man walked into the restaurant and tried to use counterfeit money to buy a meal. Mm -hmm. He was turned away, and he got into his car, drove off, but then came back soon after and opened fire on the employees that were in that restaurant. And how many people were hurt? Three people were wounded. One of those individuals succumbed to her injuries at the hospital later that night. Mm-hmm. And where exactly is this church's chicken? So it's right on Del Sol Boulevard. It's um, in the Otay Mesa community, which is near the 905. Um, and this area is, is a pretty busy space. Mm-hmm. There are homes, other businesses, a school. Um, so it's it's a fairly well-trafficked. Mm-hmm. And what do we know about the suspect? We don't know a whole lot about the suspect. Um, we do know that he appears to have been to the restaurant before, mm-hmm. um, which would suggest that he probably lives in the area. Uh, we do have a description. Um, he was last seen leaving the restaurant in a blue vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, blue car, to be more specific. We have pictures of that vehicle on our website, so if anybody who lives in that neighborhood wants to take a look. He was described as a thin black man in his 30s. He's about six feet, one inch tall. He was last seen wearing a blue Chargers beanie, basketball shorts, and a light blue sweatshirt. And police at this point are taking any leads. If you see this man, do not approach him. Uh, Police say that you should call 911. And, uh, you know, they're, they've been looking all day. They've been looking all night. Mm-hmm. And that there's no kind of idea of where he may have fled after this. It's still a mystery, right? Yeah, no. I mean, people said that they were, you know, he was last seen headed north on Picador Boulevard, which is right near the restaurant. But mm-hmm. as to where he went after that, very little information has come out about that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that police don't have leads. Sometimes they're just a little tight-lipped after something so serious happens. Certainly. And uh, what are some of the new details that you've been learning today as we know a little more of the people who have been hurt in this crime? Yeah. So I think the thing that's most new today is we did learn a little bit more about the woman who died. Uh, she was 28 years old. Her name was Maribel Ibanez. Uh, she had just been married. Uh, she got married in March, and her family said that she was survived by her sisters, her parents. She was an aunt. Um, and according to her Facebook, she was a team leader at this restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. So that's really tra- it's been it's been a tragic day. Mm-hmm. Just kind of learning a little bit more about the people who lost their lives. Police do say that the other two victims are in stable condition, so mm-hmm. they are expected to make a full recovery. Um, and it should be noted that police have not released the names of the victims. It's mm-hmm. family members who um, we've contacted who let us know. Mm-hmm. And so far, uh, who's speaking out, uh, giving information about this ongoing investigation? Yeah, so this is being handled by the San Diego Police Department's Homicide Unit. Um 
they will be giving out information about this. They haven't updated us on the case since last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't sound like we're going to be getting a whole lot of information today. Of course, that could change if they do take a suspect into custody. Um, and so, you know, right now it's we're just it's sort of a waiting game. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking before, you mentioned that there's a chance like this individual could flee to Mexico. How can someone track someone down if that's actually what happened? Yeah, I mean, it's fairly common for individuals who are wanted for serious crimes to try and escape justice by headed, heading south. Um, that community is very close to the U.S.-Mexico border, so it's a possibility that mm-hmm. he headed that way. Um, and generally, it just means more agencies get involved in the case. So, um, you know, San Diego Law enforcement agencies have very close working relationship with law enforcement agencies down south. Um, you know, it could mean other larger agencies get involved, maybe the U.S. Marshals or the FBI, to kind of try and help look for this individual. Granted, we don't have any specific information that suggests that he has headed that way, but it doesn't take too much to assume that they're probably looking at that, that as a possibility. Mm-hmm. And until they find someone, it's going to be a countywide search at the very least. Yeah, absolutely. So um, earlier this year, you worked on an analysis looking at crimes uh, neighborhood by neighborhood across the city. Is this a part of San Diego that's more violent or less violent than the rest of the city? Can you kind of give us a characterization of the area? Yeah. So, you know, Otay Mesa is uh, certainly not at the top of the list when it comes to violent crimes. Mm -hmm. That being said, there are several census blocks in this region that have seen consistent increases in violent crime. Again, that doesn't mean that their violent crime totals are, you know, top 10 or up Mm. near the top, but it does show that there has been kind of a steady increase in violent crime activity within those neighborhoods. That being said, this particular census block is not one of those census Mm. blocks. So we also talked to some neighbors who live in that area. Um, They came out to the restaurant last night to learn a little bit more about what had happened. And people feel very safe there. Um, Mm -hmm. One woman said that she walks at any time of the day and she doesn't have, you know, any sense that something's not right. She doesn't feel like she needs to bring protection. Um, And so this was a shock for the people who live there. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. And uh, I guess it is worth noting that being so close to the border, you do have lots of people coming and going, which, in a sense, increases the possibility of any kind of crime just because there's more people going through. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there's been lots of studies that suggest that, um, you know, immigrants are less likely to commit crime. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't necessarily know if I would make any assumptions about just kind of proximity to the border. Generally, border communities are um, quite safe. There's been a number of kind of national studies that show that. Um, San Diego is no different. Um, And so, yeah, I'm I'm not sure if if kind of the proximity to the border would have any effect on this. I think the only thing that um, is concerning to law enforcement is just the um, ability for somebody to escape justice by Mm -hmm. um, kind of slipping across the border. Um, So, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully law enforcement catch this guy soon. So it's still, uh, you know, not even 24 hours since this shooting has happened. But if you want to help, what can people do? Yes. So the family of Maribel did start a GoFundMe account. We have verified with GoFundMe that they, that these funds will go to the family. Um, and families often need support after time, you know, tragic events like this. Um, this was certainly unexpected. 
Um, and so they are asking for support. So you can find that by searching for Maribel uh, Ibanez's name on mm-hmm. GoFundMe. It should pull up. You can also go to our website, read the story. We have it linked. Mm-hmm. And how do you spell that last name again? Yes. So it's um, Maribel, M-A-R-I-B-E-L. Uh, Ibanez is E-B-A-N-Y-E-Z. All right. Lindsay Winkley, thank you so much. Thank you. In other crime news, a man who wounded an off-duty sheriff's deputy and a bystander by opening fire on the gas lamp corridor was convicted of assault with a firearm today in the third trial in the case. 39-year-old Ray Patel was convicted of two counts of assault with a firearm for the August 7, 2017 shooting that injured Deputy Jason Philpott, who was walking through downtown with his two brothers following a Metallica concert at Petco Park. Sentencing is scheduled for December 11th in San Diego Superior Court. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. On weekday mornings, you can also hear a quick rundown of local weather and headlines. Just tell your smart speaker to launch the San Diego Union Tribune. You can also get the Flash Briefing as a podcast. For a full listing of our audio offerings, go to uniontrib.com slash podcasts. Until next time.